Hey, Crittermanders, Starfinder fans, Aslanti spies, and Critical Dies out there. Thanks for tuning back into this Season 2 episode of Cosmic Crit. This is your GM and podcast host speaking, the Starfinder gamer with the most. It's me, Patrick, welcoming you to Episode 80. And this intro is a little different this week, as I'm not alone. Joining me for the first time on the podcast is a friend and fellow sci-fi enthusiast. You may have seen his art in our Season 1 and Season 2 characters on our site or social media. Uh, so it's my pleasure to finally introduce you all to Mistake in Potatoes, a.k.a. Seth. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing great, Patrick. A little nervous. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, when, when we're recording this, very, very fun time for you, but uh, also putting you on the spot at the beginning of the episode, not a, a crit bit at the end. Right, right. Um, uh, we're doing that because we're, we're both here in, in the beginning to talk about your new stream on Twitch. It, it just started a few weeks ago, but I'm very excited about it. Uh, can you tell us about your game? What, what's it called? What's it all about? Well, the game is called Non-Standard Action, which is a pretty simple <laughs> play on words, I guess. Uh, it, I, was, I was shocked to find that nobody else had come up with it because I don't think I am particularly smart. Um, but basically, it's an actual play podcasty uh, thing, but it's, it's primarily a stream on Twitch. Uh, we're going to be playing through the Dawn of Flame Adventure Path, uh, which is um, primarily just focused on the sun. We're just going to be hanging out, getting <laughs> getting a sweet golden tan uh, in around everywhere. <laughs> sun centric, heliocentric mm-hmm. time. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Eight, that's a good word, heliocentric. Four. Yeah, I know to describe <laughs> your stream. <laughs> um, I'm very excited about it. It's been it's been perfectly flawlessly executed for the first few episodes um but uh, i didn't have you on this intro just to talk about that indeed the two of us have been cooking up uh some more fun <laughs> including a a game for our twitch stream during CritterCon 2 uh just a reminder that <laughs> next weekend april 26th 27th and 28th we're hosting a full online Starfinder Society convention called CritterCon 2 and you can sign up now to play with the cast and crew, Paizo authors, and get into our our 1-99 SFS special events um, which is going on Saturday but in addition to that I think Saturday night is going to be when the main event is going on. Uh, We're going to be streaming uh, what Seth and I right now are calling Survival Deathmatch Extreme. Yeah, so what we've been talking about in our very professional business meetings conducted <laughs> over uh, PlayStation uh, Discord, chat. video games. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really like, uh, what if we did this? <laughs> the idea is to take the uh, players from Non-Standard Action and Cosmic Crit Season 2 and pit them in a five versus five uh, Eoxian blood sport match to the death. <laughs> we Maybe are not to the death. Very, very evil GMs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be two Starfinder teams. Uh, they both enter, only one leaves alive. We have Envoy versus Envoy, Mystic versus Witchwarper, and Vanguard versus Vanguard. 
Uh, I don't think that's something that anyone's going to want to miss. Yeah, no, I don't think... I mean, how many times have uh, Vanguard gone up against a, a Vanguard? It's going to be a high AC uh, versus EAC attack combat. Oh my god, can you imagine? Like, it just, just, I'm just picturing Kaz and, and uh, Ninden's fist colliding at the same time. Can you imagine the entropy? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the heat death of the universe is going to happen <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> April 27th. Don't want to miss that. And you do not want to miss non-standard action. Find them on Twitch Sunday afternoon, 12 p.m. EST. That's 9 a.m. in the morning PST for our, our folks on the, the left coast. And on Twitter, where, where are you guys at on Twitter? Uh, it's uh, at non-standard act. Seth, thanks so much for being here to talk to me about all the ways our, our player characters are going to be biting the dust <laughs> next week. No problem. Well, would you mind doing me a favor before we wrap up here and just go ahead and introducing this week's episode title? Ooh, I'd love to. Do you want me to use my golden voice for this one? Please. All right, Crittermanders, you waited for it all week, and now it's time to enjoy episode 80. This one's called Waterworld. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Rebel Rebels against the Aslanti. Rebel Rebels, I'm not sure if that goblin is a boy or a girl. Hey all you hot tramps out there, I love you so. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Crit. My name is Patrick and I'm your GM your space oddity, and your starman waiting in the night to roll crits and go down with the starship. Joining me this week are my five friends and your players, if they believe that they could be heroes just for one more day. To my right, take your protein pills and put your helmet on. It's time for combat. It's Tyler playing Nikithi with his drone, Itis. My helmet's extra thick tonight, Patrick. I'm happy to be here. Who is right? I'm afraid of the tiefling babe with the power. What power? The power to turn off all the lights. It's Rebecca rocking Talara. Dance magic dance. Across the digital table. His form of modern love gets me to the Church of Avatar on time. It's Miles with a <laughs> Good evening, Patrick. I'm loving these belly puns. To his right, he can't afford the ticket, so he is sneaking his way into Suffragette City. It's Jabert bringing Bumfuzzle. Hey, Patrick. And finally, to my right, put on your red shoes and blue sunglasses. Let's dance. It's Drew running with Cass. Yeah, man. Ah, Bowie impressions. They're bad. Uh, They're really bad. Is Drew the new Tyler? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. no. Do do you guys remember when David Bowie was in the Twin Peaks movie? That was a... I guess remember when uh, when Drew tried to do a David Bowie impression and he just <laughs> star and then changed the subject by bringing him to a peaks. Uh, good times. I remember like it was yesterday. Doodly, doodly, doodly. Kind of a little or Wakanish to me. Yeah, I think if you do any impression long and hard enough, it turns into a Christopher Walken impression. (laughs) Probably right about that. It's it's every GM's trap. Season six of Cosmic Crit is nothing but Walkens. 
It's just, it's just five walking robo walking get over here i can't do it ah, all of these uh, right dice rolls. rat rat walking uh i got a fifa and the only cure is more get them uh guys this is it this is episode 80 of the podcast episode 80 yeah i like those episodes that end in zero is um, gonna be grady Oh right. boy! Oh boy! Rebecca. It's rough. It's rough stuff, Rebecca. <laughs> Rubbing off on me. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I think so too. Blame <laughs> Drew. Um, does it feel like we've been playing Starfinder for that long? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 80, 80 seems like a lot. I feel um, like yeah. we played a lot of Starfinder though. So it's a good point. It's a good point. We're in campaign two. Um, speaking of that, you guys have had some time now to feel out your season two player characters, your PCs. How are you liking playing them? Uh, I mean, so far I'm, I'm, I'm having fun as, as, as win. Yeah. Bum fuzzle rules. <laughs> Bum fuzzle's broken. Mara is quite different from Alindra. It's, it's a little uh, strange for me to be at the back of the pack and, just kind of hanging out and not hitting a whole lot. Um, I remember it feels like um, Alindra at the very beginning was a little tentative, you know, at first, uh, you know, with the Akata fights, she was taking some, some P's and Q's from Edge Ross. That's true. That's true. At, the, at the very beginning. So maybe, maybe Talar's about to bust out. <laughs> Speaking of our level or season one uh, characters <laughs> back in the day, uh, we just finished recording our first Drift Rider special. Unlocked by our fans in the Patreon. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Having gone back to your season one characters, is anyone really happy with your switch between you know classes or or race uh, from season one to season two? I mean, I've gotten to hit precisely one thing. I've gotten mm. to punch a thing. <laughs> I, I'm Kaz has so much potential. It's just hasn't showed it yet. You got to crit an uh, enemy starship. Yeah, yeah critting a starship. I watched <laughs> I watched Adros do that. Starship Schmarship. I, do you, do I, you remember, I, I do remember when Adros missed with some nukes? That was <laughs> oh, <yeah>. funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I uh I enjoyed getting back into the old Andis chair, but uh I'm ready to ready to just plow forward with Bum Fuzzle. I'm really enjoying the operative so far. Awesome. Uh, well, let's let's get back into it. Uh, fairly quiet, sneaky episode last week. Your characters meeting with the rebels, the downtrodden members of Madelon's Landing. So, what happened last time on Cosmic Crit? Ibretta proved a helpful host as she brought the crew up to speed on the Aslanti occupation of Madelon's Landing and shared with them a map of the colony's landmarks. Sneaking into the storehouse, the gang came across Rendell Tace wearing Aslanti armor. Wynn was able to intimidate him into complacency so they could begin discussing opening the supply lines to the growing resistance. Bumfuzzle perfectly impersonates an Aslanti foot soldier, staving off a second Aslanti visit to the storehouse to investigate a missing guard. We managed to secure Rendell Tace as an ally as he promises to supply us with whatever we need for the right amount of credits or UPBs. Afterwards, we decide to go check out the mayor's house. The crew heard noises while searching the mayor's house and convinced Kaz to don a set of his lanty armor to fool whoever else was in there. 
they met a teen rebel named Weldis Arkin, and together hatch a plan to purge the Islanti from the village. There's no way this can go wrong. <laughs> Weldis, here's a knife and a blaster. Go kill them all. You can do it. <laughs> Youth springs eternal. Ooh. YOLO, I'm a teenager. <laughs> That's what we say two years yep. ago. All righty. That was the last time, but at the beginning of this episode, we need to go back a little bit. Towards the end of the last episode, I made everyone make a perception check uh, that didn't really have much of a payoff, but I knew what I was doing. Kaz was hustling out of his spacesuit, putting on Aslanti armor as you heard someone in this adjoining building in the, the mayor's home. And Nikithi, your character sees something there in Maidalon's house that sends him down a rabbit hole of memories. Hmm. It's a few years earlier, and we see here Nikithi in a uh, black op laboratory out in the vast, some unknown location, very high-tech facility, and you are surrounded by Eslanti scientists in white lab coats, much like the one that you wear. Your subject this day is an Eslanti soldier, a member of the Aeon Guard in full emerald green armor. She comes in as going to undergo some lab tests and genetic sequencing programs that you've been tweaking here in the lab. You watch as the soldier begins to strip from her armor while the other scientists in the lab make small talk, and it's there you see for the first time a tattoo that is on her back. The IVSC uh, back tattoo that all members of the Imperial Vanguard Scout Corps get. You saw it on many others while working in the Islanti Research Laboratory, and you saw it on the backs of the soldiers that you killed in the forests of Nakondis. And Nikithi sees the faint outline of that same tattoo for a brief moment as Kaz is changing into Islanti armor. Oh. And he's into the next room and confronting Weldis before you have a chance to react. But Nikithi saw what he saw. Going back to your records, you photographed the exact same IVSC tattoo on those Eslanti that you killed. You took a p- picture of it with your your uh, your rig. We are now back into the present in the administrator's office and the chapel of Abadar, which is a little more than a long container with benches and folding chairs. Um, you all, before you head out, uh, well, this is about to head out as well. Why doesn't everyone make me a perception check? Oof. No whammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what's the highest roll here? I got a 19. Is that everybody? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, yeah, it's a pretty threadbare meeting place. Looks more like a maybe a town hall than a church, though you know that the business-minded Abadar Corps is a religion very much run like a corporation. Um, yeah, so um, you, you guys have a look around here, and, and uh, Weldis says, uh, well, it, it was nice to, to meet you. I, I, I do got to go back and take care of my mom. Um, uh it's really, it's nice to know that we got some backup here in town. Um, don't let those green coats nab y'all. Never. We are ready for a fight. Yes, don't you worry, child. We'll be nabbing some green coats very soon. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and your little dog, too. <laughs> Where do you live, child? I'm going to come and live in your bathroom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Think of the time. Oh, 
I've got to get out of here. Follows, and follows him home. <laughs> and try and lose you. I found my best friend. Goodbye, running crew. <laughs> Live with this kid now. Torment him for the rest of his life. Short little life. What are you, a ghoulie? <laughs> Weldis turns himself into the Atlante the next day. <laughs> I give up. The, the rebels are hiding out over there. Um, uh, right. So is there anything else you want to do here um, before you, you, you all head out? I believe last week you found what looked like some kind of official mining report that, that Weldis said was uh, important to another member of, of the town of Maidalon to a, a Goraya Lee. Uh, did we learn where Goraya Lee lives? Uh, not, not from Weldis, but um, maybe if you, uh, go back and talk to Ibretta. She can, she can point them out. Okay, let's do that. that sounds like our next, our next uh, stop. Uh, yeah, and in addition to that, you all talked about using the rest of this day and going back and perhaps pulling some of the armor and weapons off those Aslanti that you left in the forest and maybe doing some crafting of supplies and ammo and the like. Is that is that still the plan? Yes. Sure. Okay. You, you've, you know, unlocked basically the, the storehouse here. So you have access to, you know, um, getting some uh, UPBs and through Ibretta's workshop, you can, can put some stuff together. I know when wanted some more fuel. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, someone was, was anyone else purchasing uh, healing serums? Yeah, Kaz needs healing serums. Wynn also uh, purchased uh, a healing serum. Uh, right, so heading back to Ibretta's, and um, it, it's still like midday here, early morning, midday. She welcomes you in and, uh, and says, oh, well, what did you find out? What did we find out? Yeah, uh, what did we find out? We found a teenager. His uh, mom was hurt. Okay. Gotta get medicine through the pass, I think. Before winter comes uh in the mayor's house you you found a, a teen is what's his being not a teenager yeah weldis was yes yeah mm-hmm. oh okay well, did, did you find any evidence or any anything that could help the rebellion well we found a trap in the mayor's house seemed like the Atlante had already gotten there oh my did uh were you able to get around it are any of you hurt yeah bum fuzzle here got rid of that trap pretty easily He's pretty handy to have around sometimes. Handy if forgetful. Yeah, no, the goblin looks like he has a lot of screws uh, tightened on his belt. Most importantly, we found this report from the Blue Ten Range. Our new friend, Weldis, mentioned that someone was looking for them. A Goraya Lee. Oh, yeah, no, this this is a, a report for Maidalon. Uh, looks like he might have got it right before the invasion. It seems a detail, an accident out at one of the mining facilities. But, uh, yeah, no, this is bad news. But this report says that uh, Garaya's nieces are alive. So that's that's good, but hopefully put her mind to rest. Um, you give me some time, and, and uh, tomorrow I'll, I'll have you go on out to her and deliver the good news. Uh, she She's a, a good friend, part of the resistance. And uh, she'd like to meet you anyway. Tomorrow? Why can't we go today? I, I, I don't want to be caught sneaking out uh, in, in the middle of the day. And I, I'd like to just sneak a note to her and make sure that she's okay with you coming to her residence. Okay. And and also, we just talked about how he, you guys were going to be <laughs> crafting ammo and, and all kinds of stuff here in, in my workshop. Is that is that not what you want to do? 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, that, that, that is what we want to do. I, I, I guess because I, I did this before we started. I thought I thought we were doing this uh, between episodes. No, it takes actual time in the reality of the universe. To, to, like, <laughs> it's a, a couple hours ago and pull the armor and weapons back and uh, multiple hours to craft. So, okay. Uh, that takes up the majority of uh, this day, day two, I guess, here in town. And yeah, by the end of it, you guys are pretty tired. What are your resting situations like? Like, like she said, she's fine having like one or two of you at the the junk shop at Ibretta's, but doesn't want to risk having everybody all the eggs in one basket, as it were. Well, mm-hmm. Isn't there plenty of room at the mayor's place? Didn't we decide that was going to be our base of operations? It's up to you. I mean, the, she would say this exact same thing that she would be worried about having everybody in one place at one time if they do find out where you are. are determined to split the party in this campaign. <laughs> it's, almost like, it's almost like I have a vested interest in making very exciting uh, situations happen. Uh, I mean, if two people, I don't know. I mean, we. I think we should either all camp somewhere outside the, the uh, outside Maidalon's landing, or two of us should stay with Ibretta and the rest of us should go camp outside. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, I mean, I'm a bear. I'm fine with sleeping outside. I wish I had bought a tent. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Rebecca pulling, <laughs> pulling it back from season one. <laughs> Craft one? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm good with, uh, with just uh, legging it out in the woods. Is that what you all want to do? Have no, we gone? Have yeah. we gone to to get the stuff off of the Islanti soldiers that we? Yep. Yeah, yeah it, it's basically okay. at night now, so you're you're thinking up accommodations as we are talking. Yeah, let's go camp in the woods. I think we should all go camp in the woods. Should we? Should yeah. we split the party? Perhaps. Perhaps we should make sure that we are watching all angles. They may be going through the woods as well. It would be best not to get caught unawares with all of us to perhaps we should open communications to be able to do a pincer attack or, or some kind of, of, what? of what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> what? pincer attack you want to do a pincer attack while we're sleeping <laughs> i mean everyone here has dark vision except for kaz right yes some way shape or form well, um, everyone but kaz is gonna sleep outside and kaz can well sleep by himself i mean it does get kind of cold out there I, I think the temperatures you know might fluctuate between like a 60 and a 30 degrees between like day and night right now on, on nakondas but do you guys want to build a fire do you want to have some other light source in your camp i can make dancing lights what well, while you're conscious yeah yeah i mean uh, i'm a big teddy bear <laughs> like a giant blanket okay <laughs> all right well and so <laughs> we, we have environmental protections on our suits if we need it <clears throat> well that's up to you then you're you're spending time on that armor and if uh, I, you, you'd have to I go think, back and recharge and things like that yeah um i think if we during our craft i mean considering we're if we're all doing this kind of concurrently um if we need to make uh, you know, sleeping bags and some lanterns. Uh, we should just do that. Um, I don't want to create a fire because that's obviously. I don't think we should make a fire because that that is easy will, to see. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it, it may be a giant neon uh, sign that says, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah, but I think if we crafted, you know, uh, three lanterns, five sleeping bags, um, that would be fine. Yeah, all right, fine, Patrick. We'll go look up sleeping bags. Are you happy? 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's up to you. It's if you just want to sleep on rocks and stuff. That's a yeah, it's your prerogative. I, I don't want to make fortitude checks because we slept on rocks. I'll fail them. Uh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna craft up some uh, some environmental clothing. Um, and that's a good idea too. Yeah, it's ten credits. It's easy peasy. Gives you bonuses on on you know things that are re- re- related to being outdoors. So. You can make five tents for that same amount of credits. So you can have like a whole camp set up. Cool. Let's make great, some tents great, and some sleeping great. bags. So glad we're taking time to talk about this. Two credits. Gang. <laughs> okay. Two credits. I'm going to make uh, a tent. A single mass produced tent. I mean, how many people does it hold? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll make however many we need. Let's see. I think we we should each make. I mean, actually, I guess we should each have our own tent. That's probably we should, what we would want to do. Anyway. We should each make a tent, and we should make probably at least one or two lanterns because all you fools have night yeah. vision, dark vision. Excuse I me. I happen to know you can make one tent that can. Uh, I think it's like two mm-hmm. occupants, but you can make one tent that allows six occupants. For instance, that's what Alindra had. That was the the mobile uh, hotelier, correct? <laughs> um, that is a whopping fifty credits, and it indeed has like charges and gives environmental protections uh, like armor. You do not need anything like that. It's actually pretty temperate in the forest. A a standard tent, which is like very low um, tech. It's kind of like a, a very expensive tent that you or I could buy if we went to Walmart right now. Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking about, but you can make it for six people. Yeah, well, that. But anyway. Yeah, the mass-produced ones are, are, are very cheap, and they, they will protect you from the cold weather, um, and I believe there would be no uncomfortableness uh, sleeping out there. It, I mean, is this, is this your plan every night that you're you're here in Madelon's Landing. So, have a nice little camp out. Yeah, I, I think that makes I think that makes sense. Just have our own little, uh, you know, campsite. Uh, we'll make your know, lanterns are only, uh, you know, one credit, so we can we might as well make you know three or four of them, mm-hmm. and uh, so we can you know light it up for Kaz yeah, and I'm have making, one for him to walk around with. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, making my own tent. And I guess I'll make him a lantern so he can see in the dark. Aww. All the cool kids. Thank you, Bumfuzzle. That goblin lantern is definitely going to explode if if you ever roll a one <laughs> to light your way. <laughs> if you roll a one on a perception check, it just blows up. <laughs> if you roll a one for sleep in that tent, it is, it is going to swallow you whole. <laughs> uh, let's talk about watches. Are you guys going to divide up uh, a 12-hour sleep shift? into uh, enough to, to have uh, eight hours each. That would be three watches if you divide it up into four hours. Yeah, that's fine. Is yeah, there I'll a, take, is there a I'll time take, mm-hmm. is there a time when the light is not full dark? Is it there's there a dusk or a dawn that needs a watch? I mean the first shift and the last shift if we're talking like, you know, it's goes from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. or something like that, you'll begin the tail end of uh, dusk and dawn in, in both situations. So that'd probably be where a Kaz would be most useful. I will yes. take one of those because my my sight at night is not as good as yours. <clears throat> Bumfuzzle just hands over the lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we make camp and like actually start our watches, uh, Nikithi, um would, I think, come up to Kaz 
and say, um, while we were coming in, Idis's scanners picked up several biological signs that I could harvest and use in my studies. Now, I do not want to wander the woods by myself, so I was hoping before we settled in for the evening that you would accompany me out and gather these with me. This seems like too much of a risk for right now. Must this happen at the moment? I am afraid. I've been. Once we engage the Islanti, I will not have to time to collect these samples again. It is just a walk. We do not have to go far. Very well. I will go with you. Patrick, is there some kind of, uh, you know, is there a check I can kind of make to see if I notice any, you know, like local fauna or uh, whatnot that might be interesting or oh, walking about? Oh, you know, that'd be a life science check. Oh, I like me them life science checks. Are, are you looking well, I- for, for edible things? Because you guys will also eventually die of starvation and thirst. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm looking at yeah, anything that's uh, edible or medicinal or even something that could be used for a drug or a poison. Hmm, cool. What what do you roll? I rolled a 19. Uh, yeah. So there are a number of, uh, I mean, for an Asharan, uh, mosses and um, like uh, very poisonous looking shrubberies that would be like delicious to you and would surely give Kaz all kinds of stomach aches, but you're able to gather up some things that you know would be palatable for, for everyone. Some some grasses and things like that. Cool. Yeah, so so he's probably, you know, gathering up these you know, mosses and uh as much as he uh can and uh he is kind of talking while he's working and he says, I have never been fond of the Aslanti. Wherever they go they always seem to leave their mark on systems, planets, places, and people. They seem to destroy almost everything they touch. They are the reason why I remember nothing of my past. Although perhaps I'm lucky. If Sedona hadn't pulled me out of there, I would never have found my master. I would never have have discovered these abilities in myself. And you claim that you do not remember much before Sedona found you. My first memories are of her pulling me out of out of that wreckage, telling me all about the Islanti and what they had done to me, to my friends, my friends whose faces I cannot remember. Nikithi kind of stands up from whatever he was doing, and he's he's looking at you. You know, he looks very serious, and you kind of begin to notice that you know Idis is much closer to him maybe than normal. And he says, Kaz, I would really love to believe your story. Your dislike for the Aslanti seems convenient. After all, I cannot help but notice a few things. Back when we fought some of the Aslanti soldiers, you were not very combat capable. And when you went to try on the Aslanti armor, it fits you well, and you know how to put it on which is something that most people from the Pact Worlds do not know. And finally, there is a little issue of a tattoo on your back that reads I-V-S-C. So, it would be wise for you to not lie to me anymore and to tell me the truth about where you come from. These are strong words, Nikithi. I don't think you know what you are saying. Because I fist lights up with green energy. How dare you accuse me of such a thing? I am no Aslanti. They took everything from me. 
And why do you think that may be? If you do not believe me, here. He like throws you his cust- he throws you his custom rig on it, is pulled up the picture he took earlier. There is your mark. Proof of your loyalty to the Star Empire. Kaz looks at it. His eyes fill with rage. He he reaches to to where the the tattoo would be. Uh, although he's still wearing the armor, he he can somehow feel that it's there. He can feel that Nikithi is telling the truth, and he crushes Nikithi's custom rig. What are you saying? These are lies. What what is happening? And he's his other fist lights up with green energy as he can't resist pulling back to potentially take a strike at Nikithi for this this gall to say such a thing to Kaz. Hmm. Patrick, is there any way I can make like a sense motive on Kaz? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know what's going on. So, <laughs> uh, Drew, that would be opposed if you are indeed lying by a bluff check. Nerd fight, nerd fight, nerd, nerd fight. <laughs> but I'm not lying. So what do I roll for that? Uh, then yeah, no. Can you give me a sense motive roll, Nikithi. Yeah, we'll we'll see what the, we'll see what the roll is. And I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's a twelve. I mean, you don't. He doesn't seem to be lying about the words coming out of his mouth. What he's saying. I'm I'm, I'm as confused as everyone listening right now, which is great for a GM. <laughs> uh, great position. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Nikithi would, he just kind of looks at, looks at Kaz and says, let's not be hasty. I believe your story, but if you want to get to the bottom of your lost memories, perhaps this tattoo is something you should reflect more on. Do not let your anger cloud your thinking. Kaz releases his fists. He takes a, a more meditative stance. He thinks back to, to some of the, the lessons that, that Master Jaren taught him and, and thinks on all the times that he let his anger get to his head in his training and sees that he is letting that same thing happen in one of his first experiences out in the world after, after unlocking his vanguard abilities. And you're right, Nikithi. I, I don't know what is happening. I don't know what to think right now to be branded with the very mark of, of the people that have taken everything from me. I, I'm i at a loss for words. Nikithi kind of smiles. He walks over to you and he you know, puts you know, puts a puts an appendage on you and, and says, who you were doesn't matter anymore. It is who you want to become. Although I think it is important to know the secrets of your past, do not let them define who you want to be. But I felt it was important to confront this we have to be a tight team if we are going to survive. And I had to know the truth. I am sorry for my accusations, but if I must also be truthful, I too used to work for the Aslanti a long time ago. And I left them because I saw great evil in the entire organizations and did not want my scientific discoveries to be a part of them anymore. We share a common history, and perhaps we can put that history to rest once this is all over. Agreed. Let us get back to camp. I have some moss that you may enjoy. He's trying to poison you. That's deadly moss. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to take you out. <laughs> Make a sense motive check on the moss. <laughs> sense motive on snake. Uh, oh, okay. So 
that is a thing that happened. Is that something that you're sharing with the rest of the group? Everybody? No, I don't think so. Right. I mean, I know, I know, I know Nikithi wouldn't, he would just come back and, uh, you know, kind of maybe tell everybody he found some stuff, some interesting stuff and kind of go all nerd speak on, you know, the things he found and how they're important, but that's about it. Kaz may be a little standoffish and blames it on not being able to see because it's too dark. Mm, okay. This is weird. I'm sure we'll <laughs> explore some more of this in the future, but everybody has some Aslanti ties, it seems like some sort or another in this Aslanti anti-campaign that we were running. <laughs> seems to make sense. So yeah, you guys can rest up. You might hear some hobgars in the distance. They don't seem to be interested in challenging your camp, uh, at least in the, the dead of night. Um, perhaps they're uh, more of a um, uh, a daytime species. I think they, they do most of their hunting uh, during the day. Uh, you hear a few of their their calls through the night, but pretty, pretty uneventful besides that scene that we just saw. Uh, yeah. So the, the next morning comes, are you, are you heading back to Ibretus? Uh, yeah. Great sleep. These goblin made tents. They know just, <laughs> just how to uh, <laughs> disperse the, the, the cold and, and keep you nice and toasty mm. at night. Mine was my, full of sand. My cousin Casper taught me how to make them. <laughs> One of the beds was made out of AOL CDs. Just nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest joke, and I'm going to keep making it all season. Um, yeah. So I, I bred a, you know, points you to the opposite side of town and says if you if you want to go meet up with uh, Gryalee and hand her this file, um, that that's a probably good way to start today out. Let's All right. Head that uh, where where are uh, can you mark where on our map we're headed? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like on the the other side, uh, almost the exact opposite side of the camp. So you can walk around the exterior, like in the forest, and I mean between the fog, the mists, and the, the tree line. Uh, unless someone was out there like looking for you, you're basically invisible. Cool. That sounds like what we would want to do. Go hereish. So yeah, you walk over to her home. It's a, a single shipping container de- decorated to look like uh, maybe a small jungle cove. You got some some trappings of, of Castrovel, including uh, signs in, in uh, Lashunton, uh, local flowers and, and planter units here, and knocking on the back door, a young Lashunta woman uh, invites you inside. She says, Ibretta said you'd come eventually. Uh, said you were ready to Raise some trouble in town, is that right? That is correct. Bumfuzzle just stands in the back, uh, picking his teeth with a with a big knife. You are an interesting-looking lot, that's for sure. You're pretty interesting-looking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yeah. I'm, I'm not running around with a giant blue bear. Uh, his whole... <laughs> I, I'll melt into the, the rest of the villagers here a little easier than than some of you perhaps but uh yeah no what is the plan what what are you all doing here Ibretta said you had something for me ah yes yes we have this piece of paper i assume yeah i mean it's like a it's like a folder it's got like a, a notebook yeah there's like three pieces of paper stapled and maybe like a paper clip with a photo on it you know there's it's a like a dossier it's a beefy dossier yes okay yeah space i hand dossier. her the do, the space dossier so she looks it over, uh, flips through it, and she uh, reads it and says, 
my, th- thank you so much for for this report. I I had heard about an accident at BTEP one uh, a day before the Aslanti landed. I I tried to talk to Madelon, but by the time I'd got to him, they'd locked him up in the garrison. Well, this says my nieces out there. They they broke a few bones, but they should be okay. They're they're out on an exploration dig, and they're still a few weeks away from returning. But with that status field, the disruption that the Aslanti got up, we couldn't reach them to warn them. Well, this is great news. Thank you all. This means a lot to me. It, is that is that good news? I was worried that they had died. So a few broken bones. I think that they they'll be able to. One, it will slow them down, so they're not walking back to Madelon's landing into his Aslanti trap. But two, um, I'm happy to hear the girls will be all right. They're Karasha girls. They they know how to take care of themselves. They're 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 stocky young ladies, so she she expects them to have a full recovery. I am happy that we were able to ease your mind. Now, before you mentioned that. I am happy that we were able to ease your mind. You are correct. We are looking to disrupt the Aslanti's work here. Is there anything you can offer us to help us with that endeavor? Well, now that you mentioned it, yes. I, uh, I've i been meaning to tell Ibretta about this, but I, I suppose I can just tell you about the, the moisture collector. I, Ibretta mentioned that you might be going on a raid, try and figure out whatever it is the Aslanti had done to it that made it uh, stop working, uh, stop the flow from coming out. Well, some of the other colonists say they saw a ghost nearby, but I did not see one, so cannot corroborate their story. But I was walking by it a few days back, and I was singing an old song my grandmother taught me, and I swear I, I heard someone singing it back to me from over at the Collector. But then I realized it wasn't a voice. It was the water itself just lapping up a storm in time to my singing. Interesting. We will investigate this moisture collector and determine what the cause is. What do you think the singing means? Mm. Mm. There, There are a few sentient water species or planar water beings that this could involve or perhaps other magical influences. It could also be that someone's trying to communicate with you in code. Well, it, it's it's a weird song. It's it's. They said my my grandmother had a little bit of of, of magic in her blood. Um, I can tell you how the song goes. It's and she uh, starts to. It sounds like sing and whistle at the same time. It sounds like water flowing. And does anybody here speak Aquin? Mm, not a nope. inner language. Uh, yeah. She is indeed speaking awkward. She's like, Do you know that song? Keithy shakes his head. I do. Would an Aslanti know it? I don't know, but I, I can tell you that they seem to have no problem in drawing water from the moisture collector. It is infuriating. We have to go to them for our rations. Someone could be reaching out for help. I don't know, but uh, whatever you do, if you're going to take it on, I I just want to say thank you and, and good luck. We'll do what we can. Awesome. So XP update everyone in securing the hmm. trust of Madelon Rebel Garaya Lee. You all just earned a fat 100 experience points Woo-hoo. as a group, which means you all get 25 XP. <laughs> 
Oh. Uh, what does that bring bring our total to you, XP wise? Seven hundred and twenty-five. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> We're still over halfway there. So, uh, what do you guys want to do next? I guess go investigate this uh, this moisture issue. Yeah, let's go see the fountain. Something's weird about that. Well, it's yeah, it's a moisture collector, and from what Ibretta explained about the engineering processes of it, it doesn't seem like it's very good soil here for digging wells. Very, uh, I guess, too rocky underneath to keep much of a, a table of water. Um, but because there's so much moisture in the atmosphere, they're just like pulling it in from the clouds and from the mists and uh, condensing it with these big kind of reservoirs. Um, yeah, you guys can sneak through a couple of other buildings, and it's only a few hundred feet from uh, Garaya's uh, home. I'll take us there on the map right now. Ooh, special Ooh. map. Ooh. Nothing ever bad happens when we go to a special map. <laughs> nope. Nope. This is a good sign. Uh, Don't mind me moving my pawn to the back whatsoever. <clears throat> There's like... Uh, 50 maps in this book. It's crazy amount of maps. <laughs> All right. I approach the, uh, the, the moisture evaporator. So as you guys walk up to it, you get a good look at it now coming through. Um, the, the mist seems to be a little thicker this side of town and you don't know, know why particularly. It seems like maybe some places where there's a, a good electricity running through buildings. It seems to hold the mists at bay, but here it, it seems like they they might cut that down um, to collect the waters. But yeah, it looks the tops of this look like these wide satellite dishes, the moisture collector, and it both collects rain and you see these large condensers on the sides that turn the mists into water and just kind of runs down these huge drains and collects in these wide drums. And that's what you're seeing here these these blue areas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so there's four of them, and it kind of just circulates at the bottom, and there's tubes running between all of them, kind of purifying uh, what's looked like over some collected lava rocks from nearby mountain range. There's nobody here. doesn't look guarded, but from what you heard, it does seem like the Aslanti have some kind of control over the water flow. So what do you, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I'd like to... Look and see like where the water is extracted from. Is it like running through a pipe? Is it is there like a spigot? Um, um, yeah, uh, I mean each of these large containers has what looks like you know a pretty big like valve. I uh, see. Th- there's like a smaller spigot like on the side of it if you just want to get like a a small dribble of water. But y- it looks like they can connect like hoses onto this as well. Okay. Wind licks it. And so this is this is like, you know, each of these tubs is maybe a couple hundred gallons of water. It's pretty okay. significant. It's gotta be okay. the entire town. Yeah, so yeah. so if I so if I if I turned one of the valves a little bit, would I get a little dribble of water? Uh no, nothing comes out. Huh. Right. So so is there something wrong with the valve? Have they like plugged them up or like filled them with cement or something? No. I mean you can it it's like you put your ear to it, it sounds pretty hollow. And you, you go over and like put your ear to another one and like turn it on. And it seems like water starts flowing. And then you hear it like maybe flow backwards, kind of like laminar flow backwards out the the, the other side. And, and you hear some sloshing from the tank up up top. And it seems like it just kind of stopped it from coming out. Hmm. So Talara, Talara would step up and, and be like, I'm no engineer, 
Not really my strong suit, but this seems like sorcery to me. Can I roll mysticism to see if it's magical or something? Uh, yeah. yes, please do. Give me a mysticism check. 14. You're pretty sure there is something indeed magical afoot. Water, you know, flows from a level. You can do a very simple check by like standing up on uh like a barrel or something and trying to like splash the water with your hands inside these drums and it just kind of like sloshes away if you try to like cup it in your hands and it dives back into the rest of the pool like it repels you uh yeah it's kind of like there's like a magnetism between the water and it just kind of goes and uh goes back into the tank mm. uh watch make me a perception check while you're up there Delara. oh great <laughs> oh no uh six excellent while you're <laughs> you're splashing around, having a good time, why does everyone make me initiative roll check? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Ugh. All rolling like garbage. All right, this is this is perfect, perfect time to do it. Alrighty, in initiative turn order, nobody sees this creature raising up out <laughs> from the the water. Not even Talara looking right down into it. It seems like it is a small creature made out of water, standing right in front of a few of you. You've got Bumfuzzle, Talara, and Nikithi. Oh, and, and Wynn, like right on top of it. And we're in initiative turn order. It is going to Start us off, I think, with uh, making making some kind of random attack against somebody. Uh, Nikithi, of course, the <laughs> target. Uh, oh you just get God. drenched as it raises up an arm. An entire deluge of of water slams into you. Let's see if this hits against KAC. Oh no, fresh water! You're only weakness. <laughs> yeah, no, thank goodness, right? Uh, what is, what's your KAC, Keith? Uh, 14. Uh, 14, I've rolled a four on the dice. That is a hit, as you are flat-footed. Mm. And a whole bunch of damage coming your way. Papa, I'm rolling a D6 for damage. And you are taking seven points of bludgeoning damage from this attack. There goes my SP. <laughs> we're, we're in standard turn one order. Bumfuzzle, you're at the top of this turn order. What you got? Uh, let's see. It's, uh, a, it's a water friend. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a water buddy. It looks like. Uh, well, I don't know Aquin, and I don't think I've ever met a uh, a water elemental before. So mm. uh, Bumfuzzle just freaks out and attacks. <laughs> I think. So uh, give me one second. One second. I gotta pull up my list of good attack moves. <laughs> What, what are we doing against a man what's made of water? <laughs> he lives in the water down by the river. Wait, what? Yeah, okay. So uh, uh, Bumfuzzle is going to uh, uh, slash wildly with the knife, uh, meanwhile pulling out an old-timey camera and, and uh, taking a picture, and the flash goes off. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a bright flash, and it's right in your face. And uh, and I, I say, say cheese, Waterman. <laughs> say it in Bumfuzzle's voice, or it doesn't say count. Say cheese, Waterman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my that goodness. Is, that is only an 18 on the check. You don't know how to engineer water. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I was—it it sort of works. The flash looking, goes right through it. I was like looking at all my things, and I was like, none of these things would really affect water. It seems like. Oh, I guess God. I'll take a picture of it. 
<laughs> well, you've captured its soul, so you've got that going for it. So I got but that going for me. It is not flat-footed. Uh, are you making that an attack? What are you using to attack this thing? I'm using my survival knife. Ooh, slash. Chop, chop. Uh, that's going to be an 11. Oh, hit. my God goodness is this is this a reality is this happening you both missed the engineering and the attack roll oh my goodness bum fuzzle how far from grace have the fallen uh that that's a miss that's your turn right you didn't let me make an engineering check <laughs> oh, oh oh i see what you mean Never for mind. your for your sneak yeah, attack. For attack. yeah yeah um Cool. All right. Well, uh, both this creature and Talara have rolled the exact same for their initiative. Uh, they are next to the turn order with a 12. Uh, we're going to have a little roll off, Rebecca. You ready? Okay. Uh, uh, just roll another d20. Whoever rolls higher is going to go next. It's oh. me. I've rolled a nine. So is this creature who's getting another chance and is going gonna, gonna to throw out a couple of attacks here. It is surrounded currently by by four of you. Uh, so let's see. Two attacks. They're going towards. Uh, so one is going towards. One's going towards a bum fuzzle who just tried to cut this thing in half. No. And another one uh, going to win. Let's go ahead and get this going. First attack versus bum fuzzle. Slam with water. Natural toot on the dice. Oh boy, Natural toot. That's a miss, so don't worry about that. Which means, obviously, you have to roll very well against Wynn. Yeah, oh, that's going to happen. The giant bear. Oh, oh, God, I saw the 20 come up. I did, too. Um, nope, 14 on the dice. That is still a hit, um, even with multi-attack. And boom, you just hit with a wall of water. Uh, for not too much, that is eight points of bludgeoning damage. God! Yeah, this thing. A little dangerous. Talara, we are on to you now. This is a fast-moving, uh, is definitely a magical creature of some sort. Uh, what would you like to do, Rebecca? Yeah, now that it's now that I see it in the, uh, well, not in the flesh, but in the water, in the can liquid. I attempt mysticism again to see if I recognize what it might be? Yes, yeah, so you can make another one now that you, you, you're pretty sure this is... Oh, that's much oh. better. That's oh, yeah. Uh, you, you, you couldn't tell just by looking at the water surface, but you can now that you see it's formed up here. This is an outsider. This is a water elemental, uh, which has been guessed here, but it's doing some weird things to this water. Uh, you have rolled enough to know uh, a couple things about this creature. What would, what would you like to know about the the, the, the small elemental? Um, let's see. What about uh, resistances and special attacks? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, no damage resistances. It does have elemental immunities, which are your guys's favorite on this podcast. And uh, in, in going back and re-listening to some some older episodes, um, <laughs> immune to critical hits, immune uh, oh, to bleed, and, and things like that. Um, I mean, it's water; it can't really bleed out. I guess it can gush out paralysis poison. Uh, it is unflankable, so I guess it doesn't really matter if you're <laughs> getting up all in its grill. And uh, for special attacks, you have heard at least some sizes of of water elemental have been able to take on like a humanoid form, but also just turn into a, a giant vortex and suck people underwater and drown them. As, as a special attack. Um, knowing that, um, 
I think Talara's going to move away. <laughs> oh boy, didn't see that coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to back up. Uh, is that going to provoke an attack of opportunity if I move more than five feet? Yes. If you just guarded step, it will not. Okay, I'll just I'll just guarded step back, um, and I'll pull out my laser pistol. Oakley, Oakley, Kaz, you are next. Kaz is going to take a guarded step in. Ooh, he's going to right, call- right where Talara was, and he's going to call out to this to this elemental. I don't know if you could understand me, but do you work for the Islanti or against them? If you work against them, then stand down and we will have no quarrel with you. But if you stand for them, Entropic Strike. <laughs> I was about to say, it's, it's busy drowning um, <laughs> uh, when the bear right now. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> uh, so that's a 15 to hit. Uh, against EAC? Against EAC. Oh, gross. That's a hit. Yes, for nice. four damage. Now, what kind of damage are you doing here? Bludgeoning or acid? So I'm debating that because I feel like it might be immune to acid damage because it's a water thing. Mm. But I don't know if bludgeoning would matter either. So uh, we're going to say, let's say acid. You foolish fool. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that, uh, I don't think it has any acid. <laughs> I don't think it does either. Maybe if it was an acid elemental. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just figured like water would wash the acid away or something. I don't know. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. You, you can't really apply logic to tabletop <laughs> RPG monsters. <laughs> elementals except where you can well with magical things maybe not uh no so that is four points on the board against this creature and we are on to nikithi next uh patrick i want to make uh, i guess i should ask if this is even pertinent uh back when we were um listening to uh goraya lee she mentioned that they can't you know that the the people of Madelon's Landing can't approach this, but the Islanti can. Mm-hmm. Would would a, would a mysticism check, or would there be any kind of check to maybe where I could learn, you know, what the Islanti have done to this water elemental? Like if it's if it's imprisoned here and like forced to do what they want, or it's just like a summoned creature that someone's commanding? Can I learn any of that? Um, yeah, I mean, if you had a chance to see it being summoned, you you might be able to tell some things about it but it's it's just here right now <laughs> and unless uh-huh. you you speak its language i don't think it's it's much in a talkative mood but well, that makes that makes sense uh nikithi's gonna pull what maybe we should start affectionately referring referring to as a cause special and take a withdraw action <laughs> is that <laughs> I don't appreciate that at all. <laughs> I'm just teasing, buddy. Keithy's hurt real bad. He's got to run. <laughs> um, uh, he's going to uh, move, uh, take a you know full withdrawal action, get behind his drone itis, and just kind of take cover behind the drone. Okay. A- and uh, the drone order. The drone for its limited AI action will uh, you shoot it. Uh, he's going to use its uh, standard in action to shoot at it with okay. uh, with um, it's going to combust some scattergun shells in the tubes that are of its ten- uh, tendrils. Tentacle tube time. <laughs> shoot some fire. Uh, it's it's got a little bit of cover by the tub that it is currently in. It's got plenty of cover because that's a that's a big whiff. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you roll. Uh, six on the dice. Yes, that is. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. So Nikithi's pulled away from this thing. Now we've just got Bumfuzzle, Kaz, and Wynn on top of it. Wynn, Miles, it is your turn. 
rolling, rolling a two on this initiative. Yeah, that Bottom. doesn't bode super well for, for Wynn. So <laughs> Wynn is going to try to uh, bonk it with the junk sensor. Okay, bringing down fire versus water. Is this going to work? Oh, probably not. Going to put put its flames oh. out. <laughs> what do you get here? Uh, 11. Uh, yeah, no, that is that is indeed a miss. You the sun sensor just slams into the surface of the water next to it. And you see kind of uh, big old things of steam and smoke racing up out of the sensor. That is a miss bringing us to turn two. And we're back to bum fuzzle. All right. Yeah. I'm going to make a quick adjustment on my laser pistol. I'm just going to shoot a sustained, uh, just laser beam right at the, the tank to try to heat up the water and uh, and uh, make it make it all uh, decrease its viscosity, so it'll be like slipping around a little bit. Like, <laughs> so are you using the pistol on uh, your attack roll as well? No, no, I'm going to be using the knife on the attack roll. Boo! Yeah, <laughs> I like the flavor for the <laughs> the engineering checks. Oh. <laughs> I want to provoke attacks of opportunity here. I know that kill PCs here, Jerbert. <laughs> I'm. I know you are. Uh, so that would be a 23 on the check. That is enough. Okay. Whew. All right. Well, guys, it's <clears throat> CR three or less. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we can rest easy tonight. Oh, oh, boy. Okay. Here we are. Here we are. All righty. That'll be a 19 against its flat-footed KAC. That's a hit. I got me one. Here we go. Ah, yeah. That's uh, six points of slashing damage. Is that this thing? Uh, yeah, so you skewer this thing, bringing the dog slicer through it, and yeah, you see just massive, uh, I don't know, maybe you cut a, a watery arm off of one of its sides. Yeah. And you're like, aha! And it just reforms the arm out of, like, water underneath it, the oh, no. Terminator style, <laughs> D-1000 style. So it has a target now. And that target's bump puzzle. Guys, uh, I figured it out. We need to we need to attack it with a bucket. So let's make scoop it up. <laughs> scoop it scoop it scoop its chest off. Yeah. Let's do two attacks for its bump puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Bludgeoning attacks against the very efficacious goblin. First one. Seven on the dice. What's your KAC? My KAC is uh sixteen. That's my KAC. I think you're one of the sixteen boys. Uh so a seven on the dice isn't gonna hit. Trick. Uh, and neither is an eight on the dice. Ooh, yes. Ooh. It is coming at you, nice. uh, whipping waves of water in your direction. Right. I'm just like uh, hanging onto the I, edge of the tank, like trying to like duck down a little bit. <laughs> uh, you're getting wet, but you're not getting like blasted full on with its its water attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing us back to Talara. All right. Uh, I'm going to back up just a teensy bit more, and I'm gonna I'm gonna summon a demon. Ooh, summons times. Yeah, so uh, that's my turn. Okay, yeah, it's going to pop in on next turn. Kaz, is there going to be a next turn? Oh, your, I don't know. Your turn now. <laughs> so Kaz looks over his opponent. Uh, it is in relative humanoid shape, but it's different than anything he's seen before. He is going to attempt to hit it with a number of strikes very quickly for a Radiant, Radiant Nova, Nova Star, Star Strike. strike. <laughs> Dirty trick. So that's a 14. Now, is this indeed a dirty trick attempt? It is. Uh, That will not be enough, because even with your... You count as, like, having improved, right? Yes. 
Uh, this is KAC plus four you're trying to hit, and 14 will not do it. Nine ah. on the... Uh, Nikithi, next. We're back to you, Tyler. Nikithi, as a move action, you know, pulls out a towel and he's trying to wipe himself off with all the water and he's like, this is why I hate field work. I hate getting hit by stupid inferior monsters. And uh, then he takes a standard action and and he, yes, he is. And he uh, peeks over his uh, drone. Uh, He's got uh, he's got uh, azimuth laser pistol that he's going to try and fire. Yeah, didn't you steal Jellic Folson's pistol? I well, no, I, I took it from him. Yeah, <laughs> he'll he'll get it back when he proves himself. So let's see what we what we got. That's a big that's a big a misser. Just ignore that. <laughs> I I won't. That was a four on the dice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Idis will use her limited AI to also uh, take a shot. So. Gulch gun in it. Yeah. And she does. Oh, my Lord. What in the world is going on with these rolls again? <laughs> Eight on the dice. Miss. I can tell you that. Uh, but don't worry, because we've got a giant bear pulling in the the last place position. And Miles is definitely going to solve all your problems everybody <laughs> what you got uh well first uh win is going to uh put Ginnum on this this guy uh, lame and then he's gonna try to try to try to 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 hit him again with his junk sensor you gotta you gotta get that target out and, and target this thing uh that is a 17 to hit the single melee attack versus kac that's a hit yeah for three points of damage Ooh, okay so this one does slam into its main body and actually it seems like you catch the thing in its side and yeah it looks pretty hurt now it's, it's it looks like you guys have chopped it up and chopped it striked it and uh now uh, it's got like little bits of of steam and smoke kind of like coming radiating out of its body uh, turn three, bump fuzzle. Back to you. Uh, I reach into a pocket and I pull out a big handful of Feldstein flour, and I say, <laughs> "I'm gonna make a sauce out of you!" And I throw it at him to try to. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, to don't, don't turn me into a roux. Right, right. I see. I heated him up, and now I'm gonna throw the. I'm gonna throw the flour at him, and now I'm gonna gelatinize him, and now when I chop him, I'm gonna make it count. The last turn was a complete ruse just to heat the water up. <laughs> he wanted to hit the water around him. <laughs> then I'm going to throw somebody in there and make a somebody stew. But you've ruined go. the water supply for the town, but you've killed the creature. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, what'd you get here? Uh, that would be a 31 on that check. Let me double check my notes. That is enough. All right. <laughs> it is flat-footed. Got get him. Footed and get him, uh, and then we're gonna. Now that he's nice and thickened up, we're gonna take a sh- <laughs> we're gonna take a swipe with this knife, and I'm gonna cut out a piece of Jello for me. Swing! Oh no! That's uh, an eleven versus flat-footed KAC. Eleven versus flat-footed KAC. That includes get him. Uh, that's including get him. Yeah. 
That is just enough. <gasps> okay. You needed every single one of those. <laughs> Minimum roll. Oh, Lord. That's oh, that's damage. Damage. <laughs> so it's uh, two points of damage. Excellent. <laughs> All right. We're we're back I to get, creatures. I, I get like a I get like a dinosaur shape cut out of it. So it's not like a <laughs> like I wanted. It's just like a gel jiggler. That's it's not as good as I was hoping. Sorry. Uh, okay, it is back to this creature's turn, and yes, now it's got a giant bear bringing down junk sensors on its head. Double attack versus win the bear. Let's take this big bear out. Now oh, no! On the first attack. Oh no. oh, no! Oh, bad, bad times are happening here. Well, just so we d- uh, we don't have the the stress of waiting for it. Let's. I'm gonna make that second attack right now. See what happens. Another natural 20. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh yeah. Are you oh, for real? No. Oh, no. How? Two How? 20s in a row. Oh, no. Everyone's favorite bear. Oh. Uh, how's wind doing right now, Miles? Uh, not great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say oh. not great. Oh, oh no. Oh, this Let's is- do some damage. Well, I should say, <laughs> if uh, if this first attack has taken out a win the bear, the second one's coming against somebody else. Uh, Miles, how does 15 points of damage sound to you right now? I am down. Uh, through SP, through HP, down, down? Yep. Uh, okay, so this creature, <laughs> you all see just a big, wet wave of a fist. Looks like it almost cracks this bear's neck and it falls to the ground unconscious. Uh, and this second natural 20 is going to someone else. Uh, who's it gonna? We've got Wynn down. So Bumfuzzle and Kaz are the only one within range. I really wish an Itis drone would it be here because I think there's like a possibility for me to destroy it outright. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Let's 50-50. One, two, three. It's going to Bumfuzzle. Four, five, six. It has. Mm. I'll go into a Bumfuzzle. Taking out the two big damage targets right now. 19 points of damage. Bumfuzzle. Jeez. Oh, I'll be honest. That almost killed me right there. Uh, (laughs) Oh, One higher one. It would have uh, dropped me down to zero and then dealt my max HP. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and we've got two combatants out. So that burns a resolve, and I'm down one. Okay. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Real quick. It's almost like now the frontline fighters are are down, and Kaz has to solve this by themselves, or everyone dies. Okay. I made fun of uh, Talara for, for casting Summon Demon last turn. Uh, but we're now on to Talara's turn and the demon shows up. <laughs> Please save us, tiny demon. <laughs> All right. All right, little buddy. You feeling thirsty? <laughs> what is that? It's the their demon. demon. It's their little demon icon. <laughs> is, no, it's not cute. It's terrifying. It's much better in the big version than the tiny version. Once That's I saw cute. details. I love it. Cool, cute little demon art. We haven't bought uh, tiny demon art yet, but this is uh, something you found on online, Rebecca, for our, our personal game usage. Yeah, but if anybody wants to donate uh, tiny demon art, I am <laughs> gladly going to take it. Um, So, uh, yeah, my tiny demon is indeed very thirsty after spending some time in, you know, the hell dimension. So it's going to attempt to bite this water elemental. And I hope his macro is right. 
These roll well. Okay, that's a 16. 16's a hit. It's KAC. Uh, so that'll do eight damage. And Talara saves the day. Ah! <laughs> the demon literally sucks this thing out of existence. You oh. see a, a small portal like open up Ooh. underneath it, and uh, the elemental is gone. Straight gone. I imagine the demon gets like a straw and just like sucks. <laughs> oh, it's a playful demon. It's a cartoony demon. <laughs> uh, once again, one one round of demon uh, apparently is all you need. Uh, we are out of combat and you have been firing guns in the center of town. Yeah. And Bumfuzzle and Wen are unconscious at the, the feet of this uh, moisture collector. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Uh, so Kaz quickly uh, pulls out the what uh, several of the five serum of healings that he purchased. He, I guess, can the demon use a serum of healing on something or is it just going to eat it or something weird? What? I, I have a serum of healing. I'm going to go over to Wen and jab him. Him. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jab bum puzzle because I'm standing right next to him. Already roll those d8s. That's seven to win. Oh jeez, that's right. like the most effective healing serum we've ever rolled on this yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> I, really I think Mark I think one. it might be. That's pretty great. Gross. And a six Aww. to bum puzzle. That's way too many hit points back. Those are some of the best spent credits on healing serums. No kidding. Rad. Uh, okay, so yeah, you guys are back up. Um, and and you hear maybe a commotion towards the center of town. I think uh, the jig might be up as uh, you hear like voices crying out over there uh, after after your fight. What do you guys want to do? Take run. a ten minute break. <laughs> we gotta run here. Run. <laughs> yeah, I think wanna... we better hide out before we take yeah, a break. We should. We should just run, because uh, we're pretty close to the southern edge of town. We should just literally run into the woods and come back later. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty close to the eastern edge. We can do that as well. And uh, you, you just <laughs> you just running through the trees, through the mist, until you can catch your breath. Yeah. 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 Cool. And then I'm guessing 10-minute break. Who's who's burning the RP? Oh, oh I am. Uh, Nikithi will have to burn one as well. Oh, yeah. Nikithi got... Got a, a good turn one smack, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, Patrick has been rolling so many crits this Oh, he's stupid Dude, season. he's... I mean, I to put it in perspective, no one has rolled a critical hit. Patrick has rolled four. Well, Kaz rolled one in Starship Combat, so that, that doesn't really count. Doesn't really count. And now a short commercial break in three, two, one. Sorry, we just need to take a short break here because in the madness that was those two crits, we forgot to shout out two of our Patreon subscribers. Um, thank you for, for backing us on Patreon. If you haven't, head on over and check out all the different tiers. Uh, the first one's from Jonathan, and they write, You get a crit. You get a crit. Everyone gets a crit. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, not everyone gets a crit. They're all for me. And our next shout out is from uh, Chupra Akata, and more specifically from the dog Maymay, who says Maymay wants to make sure that everyone had something to drink. Water is very important. Also, self-care. Yes, water elementals are very important. Thank you, Chuparakata. Thank you, Jonathan. And uh, now let's get back into it. We now return to your regularly scheduled programming, Cosmic Creat. I mean, and then Patrick has yet to roll the critical. Well, I, mean, I know he has rolled ones, but he doesn't take the failures. And uh, Bumfuzzle has rolled one critical failure. But I mean, still, four critical hits. 
two of them to be on the in the same thing is insane. Uh, yeah, no, is... level one is potentially extremely lethal. This is just yeah. like the beginning of this day. Um, I'm guessing we're we're down some RP. Uh, we're we're still down a few hit points. You, you drag Bumfuzzle out of there, get them back on their feet, and uh, what do you what do you all want to do? Well, I should say first first things first. You got to get some experience points. <laughs> oh, good. Great. Hey, for, you did, in, in fact, win against this frightening water elemental. Nearly took you all out. Uh, that is a CR1 encounter. 400 XP, 100 XP each. You're inching closer and closer to level two. Um, mm. how, how deep into, <clears throat> excuse me, how deep into HP damage are Wind and Bump Puzzle right now? Uh, all the way. Um, I so have... you got healed back for six, six, because Kaz Kaz yeah. had a, a healing serum and win for seven. How, how many hit points does Win have? Twelve. Okay, so you, you you're still down some. How many more do you need back, uh, Bum Puzzle? Um, I'm uh at down two right now, so it's so not worth, worth a... not worth another serum. Uh, I would say no. You're down still six, uh, Miles. Uh, I'm down five, yeah. I'm five. I'm going to stick uh, Wynn with a, another healing serum. With his permission, of course, because I don't want him to get bit. <laughs> go for it. There you go. You're back. Hey. Seven. Great roll, Drew. Yeah, a, well yeah. done. Well done, Drew and Rebecca rolling big numbers when they're needed for healing. Mm. Yeah, that's gross. That's like, I think more than you've gotten back on Mark 1 healing serums in all of season one. That's more than we've gotten back on some Mark three healing serums. I was about to say, I remember some ones and twos being rolled yeah. and you'd be like, why did we, why did we buy this? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I think Nikiti would suggest that we go back to camp and maybe just lay low. Um, you know, cause he, he's, he, he's still, you know, after a 10 minute break, he's kind of caught his breath, but he's, he's just still definitely got some, a wound that he's nursing and, you know, Bumfuzzle doesn't look as good, and we've kind of caused a lot of commotion for a single day. You want to go back to Ibretta? Well, does the water flow now? Uh, you guys had a beat feet out of there. Do you want to go back and see if you can test it? That sounds Not like right. such a smart move. Sarcasm <laughs> intended. I mean, maybe maybe after nightfall, um, but definitely not right now or within the next, you know, while. I don't think we should go back. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still the beginning of the day. Do you do you, do you want to lay low the rest of the day and, and wait until uh, night falls here? Well, I mean, most of us are healed back up. I wonder if we should check because what if they put another water elemental in this thing? We have to fight another one of these things. Well, I mean, if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it, right? Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to, they could. They would have it back within an hour. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. We'd be having to fight it constantly. Which, oh my gosh, next level XP farm, guys. <laughs> Just keep finding this thing. We'll be like level <laughs> book one, level five. <laughs> this will be our boars in the field, like in the woods that we fight for forever. Um, well, so what, what other things do we have to do right now? We, uh, let's see. So we've delivered the dossier back to um, Madam... Raya? Yeah. Griley. Griley, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, you, you investigated the mayor's house. You took, talked to the, the storehouse manager, Rindle Taste, got him out of a, a bit of a, a a pickle jar, some raspberry jam he got stuck in mm -hmm. uh, with uh, that dead Aslanti. There's a cemetery. Like, we could go yeah. 
ask for trouble. Yeah, yeah, we can go and try to uh, uh, thin the herd a little bit. That's not too far away. Mm-hmm. Try to try to try to uh, cause some trouble for the for the patrols. I'm actually kind of curious to know who is buried in that cemetery. Is that part of Madelon's Landing, or is that something new mm-hmm. since the Atlantia have been here? Yeah, Madelon's Landing hasn't been here for too long, right? It's only been like a few months. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, like, my okay. guess is like maybe only like two or three people died. Like, it's hard being a colonist, but like, yowzers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to investigate the the graveyard? Uh, I think that's yeah. yeah. I think that's a good suggestion. That that's probably uh you know we've created a, a pretty big distraction elsewhere, so it's probably pretty quiet at this point. Might be a good. That's place a good idea. Be. The the cool emo kids hanging out at the cemetery after <laughs> school. <laughs> done that after fighting elementals head, heading out back Kaz pulls uh, out a data pad and starts writing poetry it's really really bad <laughs> but he's proud of it uh, make a profession emo uh, kid check for me and see see how bad that poetry is I don't know I'm personally regretting not buying a steak like a wooden steak can I go like whittle one in the woods whittle <laughs> <laughs> a steak you know, it wasn't written into the AP, but I feel like, yeah, this is a good place for a zombie vampire attack, right? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. No, it's it's it's, it's full daylight uh, uh, when you get here. Uh, so it is. It's not very large. Uh, the cemetery when you get there, at least, it doesn't look like it was supposed to be at first. You see a few graves as you walk in from the south side that seem to be maybe mining accidents. Some of the early graves dug in the the colony settlement and grasses and things like that have already begun to grow on them. And then there are um, close to a dozen graves only marked with some, some stones kind of like piled up above them. And these are, you know, nameless almost some have like some trinkets, like a, a hat or um, like a small picture, some flowers on them. The dirt here still fresh from um, what you're sure are, those killed during the initial Aslanti invasion, perhaps afterwards. And in the cemetery center, there's a large stone plinth with um, many names and a, a memorial um, with a, a quote on the, the, the front side, like on a small plaque. And it reads, to be continued. Ah. <laughs> oh, you thought we were going to fight a whole bunch of zombies in the uh, cemetery? Uh, not this week. Probably that was regard- my hope said it instead of one of us yeah well yeah that's why you will never be able to tell when the episode ends unless you look at your watch (laughs) (laughs) plane uh yeah this this has been a a long episode we've found some things out i guess and you've uh you've (laughs) achieved your first like combat mission here in the in the town center still see what the the fallout from that is but We'll come back here next week and we'll figure out what's going on with the cemetery. Get through, maybe get through some more action. Y'all doing pretty well in Madelon's Landing so far. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, we sure are almost dying. Permadead yet. <laughs> we'll see how that, oh. that goes. But, uh, I'm counting down the XP personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we're getting close to level two, but uh, close. Close is only counts in, in horseshoes and hand grenades, and I don't recommend playing with either of them here in the graveyard. Uh, let, let's let's wrap it up here, guys. Thanks for playing with me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, and, and we'll see you next time. Tell everybody, uh, till the next episode, see you guys. See you.
Till the next episode. Bye.